Welcome to Amazon Women on the Moon, segment-by-segment podcast. Uh, I'm Brian Lockhart, and with me today is Travis Bowe, and we are both from, where are we from, Travis? We are from Marvel Events Timeline. Also a podcast. (laughs) The only podcast that takes you through the timely Atlas and Marvel Comics universe one event at a time that we do and uh <laughs> and uh we're uh we're doing something a little different today aren't we yeah i don't know what issue of uh of what if we're talking about here it's a weird one though <laughs> this is definitely a variant uh i'm waiting for the uh time time authority to come uh, uh snip us or prune us i guess is the is the appropriate <laughs> um verbiage um yeah so we're we're doing something a little different we're gonna we're gonna discuss the comedy movie amazon women on the moon from 1987 um particularly the segment called um i think it's just called the hospital yeah hospital pretty simple right (laughs) yeah yeah nothing too original with the the naming there of the of the actual bit but this um let's see this bit that we're that we're doing was actually directed by John Landis, which I found uh, funny because Peter Horton is one of the actors in it, but he's, he was also right. one of the directors of this uh, film. You know, he did a couple segments. Yeah, I, I caught his name on the. I was just looking at the poster for the movie. I caught that the the many directors uh, that are were attached to this, and then when I was looking at the cast list, I was like, oh, okay. That, put two and two together that this is the same same guy uh yeah I, so i thought it was funny because i i knew that he was in it and i you know learned that he did some of the directing i assumed he would have directed the segment he's in and yet i see that john landis actually directed this so uh, i don't know what to think anymore yeah but but before we get into maybe. the segment um or unless you had something to say travis sorry uh just maybe it's just easier not to d- direct yourself I guess I would imagine. Yes, I would definitely imagine. But um, you know, we, of course, you know, we let's let's discuss a skit, but I I do want to get your um history with Amazon Women on the Moon. Have you ever heard of this before I brought this project to you? <laughs> I might have heard of it. Uh I couldn't say with any absolute certainty, but uh I've now seen f- about 5 minutes of the movie. So <laughs> All right. Now, so I would say, so you just seen the this segment. Um, well, I guess to be fair, I've seen another segment that you sent me, and I, I out of the two, I picked this ah, one to talk about. Gotcha. Okay, and that that'll be that'll be another one that I'll be appearing on. Um, but we'll get to that later. Um, yeah. Uh, so I mean, I personally had seen this movie at probably a far too young age. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was I, I i couldn't i couldn't tell you for sure if i i have a feeling like normal my dad would find a funny movie and he'd be like yeah. oh you should watch this <laughs> <laughs> and there's a couple of risks this is good for the good for the whole family oh for sure <laughs> except for yeah <laughs> except for this couple scenes later in the <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, this segment I think is uh, pretty family friendly. It's it's totally fine. In fact, um, yeah, yeah. It, it, I don't I don't really see anything wrong wrong with it. There is there's a couple funny little lines that I that I find funny now as a as a grown <laughs> man uh, that I probably yeah. went over my head uh, as a kid. 
um, but but still, sure. it's still goofy. So I mean, it, it it's entertaining enough. I think there. Are, so now this whole movie opens up with Arsenio Hall having the worst day of his life. Okay. He's in his apartment, and literally just everything goes wrong, and it's slapstick, cartoony, Looney Tunes type stuff. And it's hilarious, especially for a little kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> like so. Sure. I, I wouldn't say when I say little, I don't know how little I was, but um, yeah, yeah. Like I said, well, this came out and it looked like eighty-seven. So eighty-seven, I would have been ten years old. Okay. So by the time I saw it, it was probably either on video or on HBO. So another year or two later, so that was probably about you know sweet spot of twelve. Yeah, this is the type of yeah. humor for a twelve-year-old. <laughs> sure. Um. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I have a feeling that that was just something that my dad shared with me, or we, we saw it on, you know, commercials for, because, because the whole premise of the film is, you're, you're trying to watch a, like a network TV late night showing of a 1950s B movie, sure. and something goes wrong with the film every time, so then they cut to these commercials <laughs> or these skits or. A lot of there, there are a lot of commercials or promos and stuff like that. So and then, but but some like like this is just like a random skit, and there's other yeah, just yeah. random skits in the in the film. Um, but but yeah, the prime yeah. But then it's like oh, we got the film working again. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> so it's in that regards, and that's my next question. Um, have you seen Kentucky Fried Movie? No, that's another one that I I've heard of, but have no connection to. Okay. Now that has a similar setup and and format. Okay. That's another one where the main Kentucky Fried movie is Fistful of Yen. Okay. And uh and it's basically just Enter the Dragon. Um oh, okay. yeah, it's great. But there's a lot of stuff built around it. You know, there's there's trailers, sure. you know, there's there's oh, commercials, yeah. there's, you know, promos and but again there's just wacky skits that don't really seem to have anything to do with anything um definitely between the two think that's it's this this far superior movie if you ever get a chance it's done by the uh naked gun guys you know in airplane so i i would highly recommend that but if you ever get a chance there's there's some hit or misses in this um in amazon women on the moon the overall amazon women on the moon i think is funny i think overall um there are are more but more funny skits than unfunny, and it's just kind of fun to see some of the celebrities doing goofy stuff. Um, but I don't, the way it's presented is very dry, though. Or it's, it's it doesn't seem like it's filmed as a comedy, but then it's a totally a comedy. I, I don't. It's hard. Like like sure. it's, it's it's hard to explain. I don't know. It just doesn't have that same feeling as maybe say a Naked Gun or a or Kentucky Fried Movie or an Airplane. Right. Yeah. Even though it's it's in it's a similar vein, and I mean I do think it's overall a a close second. You know. Um, but what do you say we stop talking about other movies <laughs> or what else is in the movie? Talk about what we're here to talk about the hospital. So as I already met, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, okay, great. Um, and I, as I already mentioned, Peter Horton, he's in it. He plays uh, Harry Landers, and then his wife is the beautiful Michelle Pfeiffer, Brenda Landers. And then we get um, Griffin Dunn as the doc is Doctor Raymond, and that's really our main players in this whole skit, except yeah. for uh, a nurse at the end played by, mm-hmm. uh, well, um, Brianne Ann Zacola, if I said that correct, as the nurse. So. Hopefully I didn't mess it up. Um, 
So what, what overall, what, what do you think of this uh, little bit here? I, I do like this uh, sketch. Um, it had been um, a couple weeks, I think, since you first sent it to me. Um, I, I think I watched it, this and then the other clip. I watched them, and I remember just being like, what What are you doing? You know, what, what is this? <laughs> um, then uh, I watched it. Yeah, you know, before we started recording a few times, and th- this sketch really made me laugh uh, several times, um, and even like it made me laugh in the, in the same places when I would rewatch the clip. Okay, so um, there there's some funny stuff here that I do enjoy this quite a bit. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so you know the so the whole whole premise here is that you know there's a couple who just gave birth and are waiting to see their baby, and in walks the doctor. Uh, Dr. Raymond, and he's kind of, as soon as he comes in, he's like, you know, like uh, sneaking in almost, you know, he's like yeah. all crun- you know, crouched over. And I, I think that the thing that I kind of joked about is when he, um, you know, or what I should say is the thing I kind of mentioned where it was like kind of went over my head as a kid where he immediately starts like lifting up the blanket that Michelle, Michelle, yeah. Pfeiffer, right. Yeah. So Michelle Pfeiffer's laid in the hospital bed still, you know, post birth, but she's, she's all glowing and all that looking great as Michelle Pfeiffer. And he, he lifts up the blanket that lifts up her, her, um, hospital gown. And he's like, nice stiff work. If I say so myself, <laughs> he, yeah, he's just a real creep, um, <laughs> he's just, but in a, you know, plays it, per, plays it to perfection. Oh he, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Griffin Dunn is hilarious as like a slimy Dr. Hibbert yeah. type doctor. I mean, uh, not, uh, not, not, no, not, not Dr. Hibbert, uh, Dr. Dr. Nick. Nick. Yeah. Hey, everybody. If, <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised he didn't walk in and say that. I mean, seriously. Yeah. So, but I think you're right. Like he does, he sneaks in and it's almost that type of, maybe if I sneak in, I might see a woman, you know, undressed like that. I, I get that vibe that th- that's who this guy is, you know? Right, right. So he basically, you know, he, you know, he's he's there to kind of like, well, basically the parents are like, where is our kid? <laughs> I mean, Doctor, essentially. We'd like to see our son. The nurses keep giving us the runaround. Hey, where's our baby? And he and he kept he keeps he yeah. calls him the wrong name. He's like Jeffrey. <laughs> She's like Nicholas, <laughs> or is it vice versa? It's it, he, he gets the name. Ah, right. there's my favorite couple, Mr. and Mrs. Flanders. That's Landers. And um. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I'm uh, about to expose your little Jeffrey <laughs> Nicholas. They're really kind of just like the, you know we haven't seen our baby in a little bit, and he's he's starting to kind of like deflect. And what was he talking? About? Something about it's like, oh, this is so gross. Yeah, <laughs> it was looking. Yeah, he says, uh, like well, nothing better than to bring you both your son. But have you looked around this hospital? There are sick people here. I just saw this old guy in the hallway with these gnarly scabs all over his body. Gross me out. Huh. Yeah. And then he starts doing these like noises like, he's like yeah, bleh, yeah and he's like putting his yeah. finger in his mouth like he's gonna throw up. That that's right. He's, yeah. he's grossed out by the hospital. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, because he you know, can't expose a baby to like uh, you know, all these sick people yeah. here at the hospital. So he, you know, the baby's missing for his own protection. Yeah. But um he, he gets he gets the baby for him and he shows it to him and it's uh <laughs> it doesn't quite look human. <laughs> yeah. That's not a baby. That's a Mr. Potato Head. In fact, it's a Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> <laughs> He's so. Uh, Go ahead. The 
I think the I think every time I watch this, I I think that the comedies the comedy is going to come from the parents being fooled. Like I almost because I I I assume that this movie is you know it's going for silly humor, so I I thought that they would go for the the parents being like, oh oh he looks. He looks terrible, you know, and and not understanding that it's a Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. So I it surprises me that they play the parents straight, you know, and and they're just horrified by this doctor, you know, having the audacity to to try and uh, play off of Mr. Potato Head as as a. you know, a baby. So. Yeah, because he's because he because well, he's got he's got them all covered up, and he's like, "Well, no, we want to see our babies." Like, fine, go ahead and breathe all over. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's got your eyes. Yeah, yeah. He goes, he goes. What is this? Some sort of sick joke? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got your eyes, and of course, then you know the jig is up, and he uh, and he says, you know. You're right. It is a Mr. Potato Head, but it's so lifelike, and he's like, down, down, yeah. it's got his tongue sticking out and all that. Little, little, uh, nice touches. Uh, what of what Griffin Dunn is doing when he's talking about? Oh no, the this this is your baby. Yeah, I, I know he doesn't look right. His head's a little little cone shape. That's coming from the fallopian tubes. Yeah, like, just just the line reading there is. Uh, it's like. Which isn't even accurate. That's not a right. Like that's not anatomically well, it's, correct. It's not from the fallopian yeah. tubes, <laughs> right? And it's that's not a bad word, but it's like he he's childish enough that he thinks he has to put some emphasis on that as as if he's you know saying a dirty word. Yeah, yeah. He he is great as like the shyster kind of you know doctor. You know, just like yeah, he, he's yeah. so inept and wacky. But but I you're right. Like Michelle Pfeiffer's like, what are they doing to us? And Peter Horton's, <laughs> yeah. oh, you know, it's it's okay, Brenda. You know, it's fine. You know, you, mm. you're basically a strong woman. And and he's like, but I'm gonna report this guy. And she's like, yeah. She's like, oh, I, what did she say? Something about like his assertiveness training course or something. Like I, I'm that. yeah, I'm glad you took that assertiveness <laughs> training course. She's, so that's where some of the comedy comes in with them. You know, like yeah, like I mean. <laughs> It is still played pretty, played pretty straight, but you know that's that seems like such a I don't know, almost like an '80s trope of like, like oh, like this is like the the like the the soft spoken man, and then like well, but I took a I took a class on how to be tough, you know, or something like right. that. Yeah, like that seemed to yeah. be like a trope uh, in in some movies, you know, back then, where it was like sure, you know. Like you have to take a class to do something that should come naturally or something like I don't know. It's just it's right. just fun. Yeah, he's the, he's the eighties yuppie. Yeah, for sure. Know, well, and, and he was has yeah. Well, he was on thirty something, and that's okay. I almost think that he's playing basically the same type of character from that, you know. And I never really watched that show, but I know it was one of those, you know, eighties, you know, night dramas that all the parents liked, sure. you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that no kid was gonna watch at that time. So yeah. So so okay. So uh, you know, the doctor leaves and he uh, and he comes back with the real baby this time. All right, here yeah. he is. Here's yeah. the little tyke. I found the little tyke. <laughs> Here's the little tyke. Oh, you've been a naughty little baby. Oh. Yes, you have playing peekaboo with mommy and daddy. Not time. 
Nick, it's your dad. <laughs> he basically opened up the, uh, they opened up the 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 baby blanket again, and it's just his hand with a little baby <laughs> curl. You know, with hair. It's like actual hair yeah. and it's lipstick on it. Lipstick. <laughs> and it's like with Cartman when he was doing Jennifer Lopez on his hand, you know? Right. <laughs> and, uh, of, or of course, again, they're just like, no, this is... The... He's got a strong, determined jaw, just like his old man there. What the hell is going on? Of course, I like the part where he's like, oh, he's got a strong, determined jaw, just like his old man. <laughs> like, he's yeah. like trying to pass it off. As a, you know, the, 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 the My... stupid stuff people say about babies, you know? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. My favorite part is just hands down is the fact that he doubles down and it has the audacity to suggest breastfeeding. Oh, yeah, because he starts he starts pantomiming uh, a yeah. cry, you know, and, and he's trying to feed the, with a bottle. And he tries to <laughs> he tries to breastfeed. Is this okay? Would you rather Would you rather breastfeed him? Which is when Peter Horton loses his mind and Michelle Pfeiffer's about in tears. But get away from kill me! you! What kind of hospital is this? Um, you know, that, I like that Peter Horton gets out. I'll kill you! Yeah. <laughs> but he's like he's like slapping at him. It's kind of very funny. Like yeah. it's, it's it's very comedic. But 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 basically, you know that 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 gets um you Griffin Dunn to admit. All right, all right. I'll, you know I'm gonna level with you basically. All right, Mister and Mrs. Lamaze. You see, due to a slight clerical error, your son has been uh, temporarily misplaced. <laughs> I lost your baby. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's where he's going with. You know this. He's he's coming for, for the fact that they misplaced a baby, and and he blames even Peter Horton for doing that for with all the video <laughs> equipment he had in the you know in the, in the delivery room. <laughs> so yeah, it's a parent's fault. And then he also he's like, oh sure, jump all over me. What about the other? Yeah, well, I'm gonna forget how many other kids he said he didn't lose that week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the nine. Yeah. yeah. What about the nine kids I didn't lose this yeah, week? Yeah, of course. Uh, the nurse finds him. He was just in a, like a laundry basket or something, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, look, all this hysteria!" And he's only oh, he was twenty feet away, and he was safe the whole time. <laughs> of course, it was like yeah. a day or two later, missing the baby. <laughs> so, um, see, he was down the hall in the laundry oh. hamper, <gasps> and it basically ends with him, you know, basically saying he's got. He gets called away for something else, and he's like, he's like feeling for his keys. He lost his keys, right? Is that no? It was a trans. No, it was a uh, transplant. What am I talking about? His keys. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a heart transplant or a lung transplant or something like that. It was yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and he's like, I had the it with nurse, me. Nurse asks him if, uh, yeah, if if he has the uh, the donor organ. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I left the house with it. And he's, but he's what like, I do with doing it? the pat down when you do your wallet, yeah. keys, phone pat, you know. And he's yeah. like, oh, it's, it's got to be here somewhere. <laughs> and um, and that's you know that's basically the end of the skit, you know. Where's the donor organ? Um, the donor organ. God, I had it with me when I left the house this morning. <laughs> yep, yeah, and well, you know, but we get it like a happy you know, Eskimo kiss between, uh, the, the proud parents that have yeah. their baby, you know, and it's a happy ending, but, um, I mean, that's it. I mean, like you said, it's about five minutes long. It's just, a, and it's just so random, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's not even like it was a, a commercial or a segment from, uh, like a soap opera that may have been airing on the network if they wanted to stay within the premise. Yeah. It was, it's just a random skit, it, you know? 
it very much it starts with the um what do you call them like the a bumper or a like the setup or the establishing shot you know having a generic hospital building that it kind of pans up to with some very uh you know vanilla music yeah well so just the establishing shot of of you know we're at a hospital so and actually you know i, I say that but it, it actually when this segment really starts it's like you're changing the channel um there's sure. like that static uh you know from a tv tube in fact we see you know um so i guess that is i guess that is part of what it's meant to be it's it's just another show maybe that whoever's in charge of of the remote basically f- for the premise of this movie just change the channel into this hospital type drama i guess is what yeah. we can go with um now now this type of skit though I, I would imagine it would end with you know we find out the doctor was never a doctor and he's one of the patients from the mental ward you know like that oh, like yeah. that's how over the top he was yeah um but th- that's kind of where I would have seen that going, but it doesn't. It's just he's he's just an inept uh, doctor waiting for um, yeah. you know a lawsuit, basically. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I, I mean, are you familiar with Griffin Dunn at all? Like, he's... I mean, I <clears throat> I know I've seen him in probably more things than I realize. Uh, you know, I know his main. Most notable thing is uh, uh, the werewolf, American Werewolf in London. Yeah, for um, sure, for sure. You know, that's I think what he's most famous for is being the kind of sidekick in that. But and I know he's he's been in tons of other things. Yeah, you know, the, but he's always just kind of a bit player. You know, just kind of a side character. Right. I think. Um, so. In fact, I just found out he's in. Uh, you know, by checking his IMDb, he he's actually in This Is Us. Which is, um, you know, a real popular, you know, show right now. Oh yeah. Um, I never, I did watch it for a little bit, so I do know, you know, what it's about and all that. But yeah, you're right. Like, and one of his first things was American Werewolf in London. Um, but I, I know him most as Tommy Kelly from Johnny Dangerously. Okay. He was Michael Keaton's younger brother. Gotcha. And I think he was. He was the DA, or he was going to run for mayor, or something like that. It was pretty funny, you know. Of course, he's trying to take yeah. down his Johnny Dangerously, not knowing it's his brother. <laughs> and it, it's another, it's another side, you know, a smaller role, but um, it's pretty funny in it. And it wasn't until I later that I noticed him in uh, American Werewolf in London. Um, that wasn't one that I watched much, um, but I know, I know he's he's got a kind of a unique face unique voice so when i when i do see him it's like hey that's the guy from johnny dangerously as, as i always say um but i think he makes this uh this little segment this little skit i think peter uh peter horton and michelle pfeiffer it could really could have been anybody played the parents yeah um it's it's really griffin dunn just doing this wacky you know over-the-top doctor just trying to pass along a Mr. Potato Head in his hand as an actual baby. Yeah. And, and straight as could be until he starts, you know, whoa, there you go, <laughs> you know, doing his little shtick. So, um... Uh, and, and I'm not, like, super familiar, like I said, with, with this movie, with Kentucky Fried Movie, with 
much of like John Landis's other, you know, c- comedy stuff or or even the the Zucker Abrams, you know, uh catalog. I'm n- I've never been in into that stuff that much. I was always more of a, a Mel Brooks, okay. you know, that side of of silly comedy stuff and and his Griffin Dunn's performance would fit perfectly in Blazing Saddles, you know. Yeah. Uh you know Hedley Lamar. You know he's he plays it very much the same way as uh, I, I'm blanking on his name, but oh, um, uh, <clears throat> Hedy, <laughs> that's Hedley. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, jeez, I, I, you know what? It, the guy from the Carol Burnett show. I am, yeah, yeah it's uh, Harvey Corman. Harvey Corman. There you go. Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, you know, and I forget that actually Landis directed. Actually, I forget that he he directed the Kentucky Fried movie, um, yeah. The the uh, the Abrams, you know, Zucker and Abrams, they 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 wrote it. I always I always think that they directed it, and I totally forget that. Um, they I think they because they directed uh, Naked Gun and and I an airplane. I always associate those guys with doing Kentucky Fried movie, even though they didn't. <laughs> But you know, Landis has done some good stuff. I mean, I know he's—I know there's a lot that people don't like about him. I, I know he's had some. Well, didn't he basically cause the death of somebody on, on Twilight Zone? Uh, yeah, I don't—I don't know what the details yeah. are, but yeah, that's the. I don't want to get into that because. Yeah. You know, I—I I, I don't want to speak not knowing the full story, but I—but I of his work that I've seen. I mean, he's done a lot of good stuff. Uh, Blues Brothers, Animal House. I mean, these are all movies that I, again, saw pretty young. Uh, Trading Places. Um, he did. I mean, I guess he even did Thriller, Michael Jackson's Thriller. <laughs> but did, and he, go ahead. He also directs American Werewolf, didn't he? Um, I think you're correct. I'm actually looking to see. He's one of those directors that um, directs way more than I, you know, realized, or it's like. Uh, just he's he's very prolific. Yeah, you're right. You know, and you're right. He did do American Werewolf in London, so that that that's the crossover we get here. <laughs> um, it, you know, he but he even did three three amigos coming to America. Um, yeah. He did Oscar. I, I didn't know he did Oscar. I, I really guess I didn't pay attention to that. Um, no matter what he did, he we can't forgive him for Beverly Hills Cop three because that just wasn't a good one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's done a lot of uh, good comedy stuff and. And I, I mean, I mean. So overall, what's your opinion of of this skit? Did you find it funny? Yeah, I really do like this this skit quite a bit. So I I would, you know, if this was just available as a skit on YouTube, you know, I could see passing it around. Um, yeah, it, it's funny enough to to share. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, um, I believe right before we started recording, I shared with you uh, a, another YouTube video from Center Live, uh, which I, I believe you said you, you saw before, and I, I definitely, oh yeah, I definitely have myself and uh, something very similar. It was the um, Will Ferrell skit where he he's plays Doctor uh, Beeman. It's Doctor Beeman's office, and it's it's um, from Center Live back in. Uh, I think it was season 25 back in 2000, and it's Will Ferrell plays Dr. Beeman, and uh, Molly Shannon and Chris Parnell are, are a couple waiting to hear about some test results of their child, and and uh, wackiness ensues. So it's, yeah. I mean, it's very much the same skit, 
Um, it really is. It even even starts with the same establishing shot, like I mentioned. I mean, not the same building, but the setup is exactly the same. They pan up with a little bit of cheesy music and, you know, to show us that it's a hospital, you know, and then we're, we're into the scene. You know, this this has a little bit more setup, of course, with the doctor starting it out instead of, you know, getting to know the parents a little bit but yeah you're right it's um, it's that's where it flips a little bit is we find out right away just how stupid or ridiculous that will ferrell is you know the doctor (laughs) (laughs) which he's having a conversation with his wife and you know they're like oh you got the wrong number there's no mark here and she she goes what's your name well, it's Mark, but it's with a C and not a K. <laughs> yeah. And he says, he goes, and we find out it's his wife he's talking to. And he goes, well, if you're my wife, what's the name of my cat? And he's like, Mr. Stitches or Dr. Stitches. And, and he goes, damn, you're good. <laughs> so, so right away, we know he's a moron. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, Molly Shannon and Chris Parnell come in and, and, you know, they do the handshakes. But he's still on the phone with somebody. And he starts talking about them in front of them on the phone. <laughs> yeah. To just like, well, this guy looks like a real jerk, you know? Like, <laughs> I'd like to punch him in the face, you know, that type of stuff he's saying. <laughs> he's like, and he, what is the name? Beverly? He says, oh, Beverly. Oh, this, this guy. He goes, all right, I'll talk to you later. No, you, oh, because he's even like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. While they're sitting there yeah. waiting about these test results for their for their missing, well, their child as well, you know? Um, you know, and, and they're mostly normal for the, for the beginning of it, but they, yeah, they lose their patience a little bit and they want, um, they want to know what's going on, um, with their kid. And uh, to me, the funniest bit is when Tim Meadows comes in as Dr. Poop. Yeah, <laughs> he says he goes yes. My name is Doctor Poop, and, and and even Will Ferrell calls it out. I know, but he's one of the best medical guys. So Tim <laughs> Tim Meadows comes in, and uh, they ask you, you know, I, I guess about the you know whatever medical issues going on, and he, he he more or less is like, well, I don't know anything about this, but I can do the robot, and he just starts doing <laughs> the robot. And he goes, that'll be $5,000. It just walks out and they lose it. Like everybody in the skit starts laughing. Will Ferrell is like, yeah. you can see it in his eyes. Like he's wiping away yep. tears. And Molly Shannon. <laughs> Shannon's completely broke. She doesn't even try to hide it. Nope. Will Ferrell at least is like rubbing his eyes and just trying to like stay in character, but he can't. <laughs> I yeah. actually think Chris Parnell did a fairly good job of staying in character because yeah, he got to be like he he at this point he's exacerbated, so I, I'm thinking his like confused look and, and all that helped him. But Molly Shannon is literally just laughing. <laughs> yeah, um, it must have yeah must have driven uh, Lorne Michaels nuts. Oh my god, because you know this was before um, it became common with um, I mean Adam Sandler did it from time to time because because Farley and those guys sure. would try to make him laugh, uh, yeah, and, yeah. and they would get him to, but. It seemed like once Fallon started laughing in every skit because he couldn't help it, like it became a like more of a thing that that him and Horatio Sands, yeah, you know, yeah, those two were terrible about <laughs> right, right, for sure, for sure, yeah. And it's like I think it, it became more and more common, and it was kind of like everybody was kind of in on the joke of them breaking character and laughing. But back, even just a few years prior, like for for then. 
it was kind of rare and unique when they lost, you know, broke character like that. So it was kind of funny, yeah. you know, um, especially somebody like Will Ferrell and Molly Shannon that really commit to whenever they're in character, you know, to get them to break. That's pretty funny. Well, good on Tim Meadows. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so basically, you know, he admits to losing their, their baby. And, <laughs> and so again, it's another skit of losing a baby, but where we find out that the dad is a creep too. Chris Parnell's like, well, you know what, doc, I'm not, you know, I am mad because it's really irresponsible, but you're a straight shooter guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, well, the best part of, you know, having a baby is making another one. And <laughs> Molly Shan is just like, you are disgusting. And that's, yeah, you know, more or less how it ends. You know, Will Ferrell has a few little extra bits, but, um, you know, uh, you know, I actually showed that skit to my daughter because we've been watching uh, Daddy's Home 2. And uh, okay. Will Ferrell is prominently featured in that, and she she really likes Will Ferrell, so I was like, you'll you'll like this skit because uh, you know they start laughing, and um, she did of course, um, and, but yeah. the part with Tim Meadows doing uh, the robot, but then charging them five thousand dollars, she <laughs> goes, that's how doctors really are. <laughs> so yeah. I thought she goes, that's funny because it's true. <laughs> I thought it was very insightful for someone her age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, but um, so, what did you, what did you think of that skit? Since it's like a, such a basically a a, a remake of of, of Amazon. It really Woman is. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I mean, I I love that era of SNL with, uh, especially with uh, Will Ferrell. He's he's pretty tough to beat as far as SNL cast members go. But uh, oh, you're right. Yeah, that's that's a fun skit. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. It's I I I actually I had a show. Well, I found it on YouTube, but I showed it to her on the best of Will Ferrell. So I mean, if that tells you anything, mm. what I like. Yeah, you know, I bought the DVD yeah, yeah. back in the day. Um, yeah, because I given that you know this, we're recording around Christmas time, I showed her one of the Christmas skits he did where he's throw he's singing. It's the most wonderful time of the year, but he's thrown up because he's spinning around too fast and. <laughs> And uh, I couldn't find that on YouTube though, but it's 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 huh. on this disc, so I dug the disc out. That that was the whole reason, and I and because of that, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that I did that because it it made yeah. me realize that this um that that hospital skit was on there as well, and just huh. how relevant they, it was. They had to have known. I mean, I would think I would think that in that you know comedy writers room at SNL, they would have had to have been you know at least semi familiar with uh with this movie i i would think uh, i would think so just yeah. i don't know but well and the thing is too it's 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 not blatantly copying because it's just taking a generic uh premise yeah and yeah. and they did they do tweak it they do do it differently oh of course yeah 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 and and will ferrell i would say i don't know he just has a a really good way of taking a character and and um first off committing to it <laughs> oh yeah um and 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 just he's so serious when he does just the most outlandish stuff and that's what that's you know to me that's what makes it funny he's not trying to be funny he just is <laughs> yeah uh, so I, I i like that type of oblivious type character that's why i like um anchorman because he, he doesn't realize how stupid he is you know <laughs> right yeah and he just commits um so it's great. Um, yeah, I, I found it funny. No, okay. So between the two, did, did do you find one funnier than the other? 
I actually think the the Amazon one is funnier. Um, I it's been a obviously it's been a while since I've seen the SNL one, but I, I do enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the the stuff that Griffin Dunn was doing, um, that that thing with the the breastfeeding, just really, that really got me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, again, because it's what I like about that, like you said, he 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 doubles down. Because not only does he try to pass off Mr. Potato Head, but then now he's doing his hand. So he's he's trying it again. But also yeah. he's committing to the fact that his hand really is. And he's like, oh, come on. <laughs> you know, so and, and he's he's so like a like a used car salesman. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, where Will Ferrell, Will, Will Ferrell is basically yeah. just oblivious. Right. Uh, this guy's like a shyster, um, you know, in the Amazon uh, women on the moon one. So, um, you know, I was going to say, uh, you, you know, I find memories of the of the Center Night Live skit. So I would have said that that's the funnier one. But really what makes that skit is the Tim Meadows thing, <laughs> you know, coming in and just doing a robot at random yeah. as Dr. Poop. And then it and then, <laughs> and then charging. It's like everything is yeah. like so insane in that where um and again even even chris parnell is like kind of a scummy guy by the end of the skit and and, sure like wacky but what makes the amazon women one different and kind of albeit funnier is like you said the parents are mostly playing it straight Um, oh yeah yeah but 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 i do think it's funny just how quick to forgive they are once their baby is found like like it's right. like all's forgiven and they're just like happy instead of instead of being still outraged <laughs> and threatening to sue and all that good stuff because um anyways um yeah do you have anything else you want to add uh to either of these uh skits regarding lost babies <laughs> and, and and hospital um, malfeasance <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh no i think we covered you know everything right, yeah i agree i agree so well, what do you say we we wrap it up? Um, well, first off, why don't you tell Travis tell everybody where they can find us as 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 um for our show that we do on a regular basis. That's not Amazon yeah. Women on the Moon. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, we uh, we're covering the Marvel, essentially the Marvel comic universe, uh, one event at a time. But we're going a little further. Uh, going back to where it all started with Timely Comics. And so you can find that show. Just search Marvel Events Timeline in any of your podcatchers. Uh, we're on Facebook. We have a, a, a... Yeah, we're on Facebook. We have a group, a listeners group, the uh, the Baxter Building Break Room. You can join up there. We just talk about anything comic book related, you know, especially Marvel. Um but uh, we're all over uh, Instagram and Twitter at Marvel Events Pod. So yeah, that's where you can find us. Yep, and uh, yeah, please, please seek, please seek us out. Um, if when you're when you're not listening yeah. to Amazon Women on the Moon, <laughs> come listen to Marvel Events Timeline Podcast. But that being said, this is the Amazon Women on the Moon show. It's segment by segment, and if you want to follow the show, uh, it can be found on Twitter at. A W O T P. Oh, well, actually, let me say that again. It can be found at. It can be found on Twitter at A W O T M P. I think I got it right this time. Yeah. And um, and until then, we'll you know 
there'll be another set of hosts to to hit the next segment and i appreciate everybody uh listening and uh stay tuned for another segment for amazon women on the moon ain't no fucking film here man <laughs>